ready to let go Let me tell you, friend Believe me when I say I know It always feels like we're punching in Well, I'm glad you stopped by The fun is about to begin You paid good money at the door Get ready for a real good show If you Jay Goodwin, how you doing over there in the corner? Life is like a box of chocolates, <laughs> melts in the sun, and in your pocket. Good to know. Good to know. Classy. Well, S- super classy. So uh, I talked to Kirk on the way here. He he just got to his hotel in Japan, and it's one a.m. So he's obviously not joining us. So oh, Kirk, I've been a, I've been awake for three days, man. You could have you jumped in. But uh, so we are at 88, 88 Tactical in Omaha, and we are with Shay, and uh, your Trevor name would Thrasher. Trevor. Awesome. And so, man, this place is awesome. I've only been here. Uh, you just call me Not Shay. Not Shay. Yeah. He was paying. He was paying as a compliment. So go ahead. Keep going. Awesome. Yeah. So I've I've heard a lot about this place from Randy, but this is my. First day here. It's, nice. Welcome. I haven't got to take the tour yet, but it's uh, it's uh, so far so good. I was checking out the hats, trying to figure out which one I want. We'll square you away. Right. We know people. <laughs> nice. So uh, for all those that don't know, this uh, 88 Tactical is not only a gun range, it's a restaurant, fitness center, training, airport. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't, we have landed helicopters here. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. No, actually at all the, all the new facilities, we were talking about putting helicopter pads on a, on the roof. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's coming. Sweet. Um, no, you hit the, you hit the nail right on the head. So fitness. Uh, so we've got a gym, we've got retail, we have shooting lanes. We're an educational center, food and beverage bar, uh, event center, and a spe- speakeasy is coming. <laughs> and then, of course, we'll have a uh, family-sized swimming sports, pool, spa. Sports center and swimming sports pool. And swimming pool yeah. So I say we're all those things with a shooting range problem. So that's kind of what <laughs> mm-hmm. we're doing now. Nice. Yeah. Well, I, I know there's I know several people in Kearney that like to make the trip. So Oh, a, cool. Awesome. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Good, good. Um, Tim. Tim Stratton likes to come. Oh, yeah. 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 Yep. That's a jog. Yep. Yep. So how did this all get started? What was... Did you always envision this whole concoction or how, no. did, how did that come about? <clears throat> I mean, it's just been one of those things that snowballed from one thing to the next. And it was just kind of going with the kind of rolling with the punches and what people were asking for. But it all started. Um, well, first and foremost, I've been in law enforcement for many years. And so has Trevor uh, worked for two, two different agencies. I'll let him speak for himself. But uh, back in the early 2000s, I started a security company, a lot of cops, supplement their income by working off duty. So I worked off duty and then I had the brilliant idea of farming it out to friends where uh, they would work and I could sit at home and watch movies and make a little bit of money. So ended up going down that path and developed a company called signal 88 security. And the name signal 88 comes from Nebraska law enforcement code. So in a state of Nebraska signal 88 means all is safe, all is secure. 
So if I'm in a traffic stop and I don't get back on the radio, dispatch is going to come back and say, King 6, are you 88? If I say negative, I'm not. The cavalry is coming to, to assist. So Omaha Police, Douglas County, Sarpy, State Patrol, the vast number, vast majority of law enforcement agencies in the state of Nebraska use Signal 88 as code. So when I started the security company, I wanted to have some kind of a connection uh, because of the horrible stereotypical image in people's heads of security. I wanted to create a different level of security officers, of civilians, uh, more of a cadet. And the way to get that across to police officers, which are the individuals that, you know, usually look down on security guards, it's more of a derogatory term. Um, I named it Signal 88 Security. So they'd say, hey, there has to be some sort of a connection to law enforcement. And then I just created a completely different level. Mm-hmm. Created that. We were very successful in Omaha to the point where I started a franchise organization, started franchising a business throughout the United States, and then eventually abroad, four countries, 370 some odd franchises later. So within Signal 88 Security, Trevor and I have been friends for 30 plus years. Um, yeah, the dude's a, a brilliant, he's got a brilliant mind, uh, tactically and in all sorts of, uh, wonderful categories, but he put together our training program. So at the time in 2009, the state of Nebraska had passed the concealed carry law, allowing people to carry concealed. He was one of the first ones to write curriculum, uh, that the state approved. And then, uh, it, things just kind of escalated from there. They started asking for additional classes. Trevor started writing additional classes. We started pooling some additional people uh, with, uh, you know, top skills and uh, great backgrounds in law enforcement community and also military community. And here we are. I mean, it's lots of other things happened in between <laughs> with an outdoor training facility that led to this. And it's just, it's, it's grown into something that's pretty crazy. That's awesome. Um, is, isn't there something in the upcoming to vote on for, um, Constitu- constitutional or, carry yeah or something like that what's the oh they already had a vote on yeah. they actually oh, lost yeah. the vote by a couple of votes which mm-hmm. surprised me because they're tw- i believe 25 states now allow constitutional carry and you'd think nebraska and the midwest mm-hmm. would allow it and it's always a surprising argument that politicians say well we don't want our our people getting into fights in parking lots and shooting each other yeah then you always point to well in the other 25 states that doesn't happen so are you saying your constituents are dumber than everybody else. It's like an insult to say that. Right. So it's really, you know, I like good arguments. I don't care what side you're on, make a good argument. Mm-hmm. For me, that's just a terrible argument to make as a politician. So you're admitting your constituents, do you think they're dumber and more violent than people in other states <laughs> wow. where this is successful? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty simple like that. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can go now, Trevor. Okay. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. Thank you. Awesome. So you handle all the training and stuff and that's, and that's your main role and you, so uh, I'm assuming so concealed carry and then probably just standard safety and I'll say it for him. He's our tactical mad scientist. Okay. And the reason being and Trevor needs to get into his background just because it goes beyond law enforcement and SWAT and all that kind of stuff. And that'll kind of tap you into why it is what he does is so special. So I'm, I'm a little unique. I'm short attention span, tactical guy. Um, Green Beret was in special operations for 20 years, military for 30 I've been in law enforcement since 1991, uh, worked for uh, two large police departments. I was in the SWAT team, training academy, defensive firearms instructor. And I did over a decade of work for a government organization uh, doing the same kind of work as a contractor that I did as a Green Beret. So I've been all over the world, uh, domestically and abroad. I've seen a, just a massive amount of violence. I've always been kind of at the, the tip of the spear uh, when it came to dealing with it. And uh, I have, you know, significant experience and a wide breadth of it. But what kind of makes me different is I'm that, Hey, why is this happening? 
kind of person. So I never just accepted like, just do it this way because I told you to. Like time out. Let's go see. I'm kind of a little bit of a mad scientist. Like let's see the data. Let's see the science behind it. And I would always try to figure that out. Like why do we train and prepare one way, and then different things happened in the real world. So I did a lot of research on human behavior and found that was one of the big disconnects. So I kind of, you know, my deal is to take the the academic and transfer it to the more practical for people. So I train a lot of. Uh, uh, instructors all over the country. We have both, uh, you know, obviously we train people here at our facility. Uh, we train people outside of our facility in the local area. And then we have a mobile training team that travels all over the country to train people. That's awesome. And I bet you can contest to this. So I, so my background is in the trades. So when I went, I got out of school, I went in um, electrical, heating and air, plumbing, did all that kind of thing. I actually think people, you know, some countries you have to go in the military for so many years. I actually think we need to t- take yeah. kids to the trades. I agree with you. Um, because it, mm-hmm. it, you learn a lot about life. And so that training, I bet you there's that kind of military training, police training. I bet that translates in other areas of your life. Well, it absolutely does. I mean, you see the best in people and the worst in people in the best conditions and the worst conditions. And you see people from, you know, all over the world and you kind of, you're able to recognize some of those patterns. And I, I think it's helpful in a lot of things, uh, just cause you know, you'd learn a lot about human nature um, in very impactful ways. And you don't get the same opportunities, the same number of repetitions of doing that when it's really important in the real world. But when you're dealing with life and death situations, man, that stuff is very important. So you have to pay a lot of attention to it. Awesome. So how did you transition from the security into <laughs> what we're sitting in today? Well, I mean, when, as soon as I sold the business, uh, you know, Trevor and I were working on 88 tactical. It wasn't even called 88 tactical at the time. It was just a training division. And a lot of time and effort had gone into that. And we had accumulated probably another five, six, maybe 10 instructors and had really kind of branched off into, you know, other areas, self-defense, uh, outdoor survival. There was, you know, carbine courses just outside of the, the handgun courses. Um, so I wasn't willing to just let that go. And that was not part of the security model. Mm-hmm. Um, the security model was specific to just civilian security and off-duty police officers and patrol tours. So the deal I made when I was bought out was you you can have the model, I'll sign off on whatever, but you cannot have the training division. And then took that and built that into 88 Tactical and ran with it. And then it's just it's awesome. ballooned since then. And your logo was the was the security logo similar or how did that, how did your The logo- shield is, yeah. So the shield is very similar. Obviously, since uh, I had built a network uh, that large throughout the United States and even abroad, my whole intent was from creating 88 Tactical, might as well just run along with the same type of brand. There's a national and international footprint you know, why not piggyback off of that? Awesome. And that was kind of the thought process behind it. Awesome. And so um, you have this one and you're expanding as well. Is that right? We are. Yeah. So we've got uh, multiple locations that we've kind of, uh, you know, jotted down that we'd like to go to the first five. We're pretty dead set on where we're going. Uh, currently we're, we are working on Salt Lake city mm-hmm. on a location. Um, and we're also working on uh, Kansas city. Wow. Both those locations. Awesome. And then we've got our expansion here that should be done in less than a month. Um, and that's basically doubling the size of the uh, of the business here. And then we've got a second phase that will start in the spring of 2023. And that will entail amenity spaces, so a concert area, a big stage, so we can do some top end oh. concerts. And it's all member-based, so it's mm-hmm. exclusive to members only. Okay. Um, and then we've got a huge family-style uh, uh, pool 
pickleball courts, and we just continue to add value. So YMCA on steroids. It is basically. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's a bit. It's a bit of a unicorn, and it's you know it serves a couple different purposes. You know, obviously there are a lot of subscriptions out there. Everything is based off of yeah. subscriptions, right? But um, we've just kind of rolled everything into under one roof, and it makes it that much more difficult for you know, potential competitors of ours to knock off what it is that we're doing. And we're staying bleeding edge. Uh, just like Trevor talks about the the tactical side of things, the tactics with handguns and rifles and, you know, you know, the civilian side, this is something that we're constantly pushing the envelope on in every single category, whether it's retail or it's, you know, training or it's the food and beverage, we're doing something that's completely out of the box. So Randy tells me that there's some stand-up comedy that works into this scenario. Um, yeah, that was Trevor. Trevor's <laughs> yeah, that's me. He was on a road doing stand-up comedy. Real dry, sometimes bloody yeah. sense of humor. Yeah, always carried a handgun so people had to laugh. Didn't have a choice. Yeah, I did stand-up comedy years years ago. Obviously, it wasn't extremely successful because I don't oh. do it anymore. But uh, Randy and I have been buddies since we were 13 years old, met at uh, in high school or freshman year. And then uh, the two of us have always been pretty big class clowns and uh, always jacking around and have big mouths. Uh, I stopped. Randy has continued with that big mouth. Uh, no, we, uh, so I got a stand up comedy, and long story short, I had a, a gig. That's the comedy terminology. It was a, uh, they call it a one night stand. It's just a one evening deal, not what I, what, Randy would think. Um, so it was over in Iowa, a small town of Tom, Iowa, uh, which is where Radar from MASH is originally from. Tom Arnold. Uh, and Tom Arnold, too. Yeah, as yeah, a matter yeah. of fact. So uh, it was at some cheesy hotel, and I was the feature act, which is you have your MC, your feature, and your headline. And the feature, usually the MC does, you know, 10, 15 minutes, introduces the feature, the feature gets up and does 30, 45 minutes, MC gets up again and then introduces the, uh, the headliner. I should never have been a feature act. It was horrible, right? So it was such a small little place. So I went to do the, the actually I was the MC and the feature didn't show up. That's what it was. So he asked if I would feature. So I panicked and he was like, do you know of anybody you can MC? And I pointed at him. I go, Randy will do it. So Randy ended up doing the MCing that night. And from that point forward, then he got into stand-up comedy. Wow. Wow. He says that if you would have came to or went to uh, Omaha, good Lord, if you would have went to Hollywood with him, you, yeah. there would have been no Jim Carrey. Uh, there's no way. <laughs> Jim Carrey's funny. I'm not that funny. He's not, he's not funny anymore. He's not. <laughs> he's not funny. He is not funny anymore. I would agree with you. He's one of my favorites. Not anymore. Right. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. No, that, that's uh, uh, Shay's being very modest. Very modest. Still, still does a lot of voices and 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 just the other day we had somebody going crazy at the car wash. <laughs> yeah, acting like yeah, acting like she Carol, Carol Schaefer. Just, yes, yeah, Carol Schaefer just went through. Carol Schaefer and her bumper was sitting tore there. off. My entire bumper just fell off the front of the car. You're gonna get it fixed. Yeah, and then had the husband in the background. You how in the hell did you just do this? I just, it's not me. It's the car wash. Yeah. So See what I'm talking about? I've never grown up. So no, Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey's a talented dude. Uh -huh. He is. He is. Well, he was. Was. He was. <laughs> was. But, but if Shay would have gone, yeah, we, you, you wouldn't have heard of Jim Carrey. He He's talented. Oh man. Yeah. You got Ace Ventura written all over your face. Man. Yeah. Can we talk about something else? 
Shea, Shea, is, Shea is very talented and entertaining. I've been on some flights with him where uh-huh. by the time we land, half the airplane is our audience. You know, we talk, you know, tell stories back and forth. Only because I refused to wear a mask and they were trying to well, get me into custody. So that's awesome. And the halter top kind of gets them sometimes. Too. Yeah, that too. You it's know, still hot. I went to, it was, oh, COVID was almost over. And I wore, the mask that I wore everywhere was crocheted. <laughs> that's awesome. And, and my I love it. and my beard would shoot through. <laughs> that's beautiful. And not one person. They didn't say anything. Nothing. Well, nothing. you're a big guy. No yeah, one's gonna. I, well, yeah, I know, but yeah, yeah. it that it works to my better. advantage. And then, so the one time I thought I was going to get it, I was going through security in Las Vegas, and I'm at the the security thing with the bins trying to get all my crap thrown in, and all of a sudden I heard, "Hey, get that mask!" And I'm like, "Oh crap!" Here we go. He walked right past me. <laughs> Dude somebody else wearing a real mask, but under his nose. <laughs> and I just looked at him and like, I'm going, like I have a crocheted I have mask. I have a crochet knitted <laughs> Etsy purchased. And then I, you know, I tell people. It just shows you the absolute You got a lacrosse insanity. net on yeah. your face. Yeah. They're like, oh, you're good. Yeah. It'll yeah. stop everything. I tell people the problem with most masks is proper airflow. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah. then I tell them my beard filters everything. So it's all good. So. And there's data on that too. Yeah. There's the beards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the one thing we didn't talk about was there's also a restaurant here. Yeah. A big restaurant. Awesome. So we currently have uh what? It's a big restaurant. It's much yeah. bigger than what Yeah, yeah. oh, it's big. Um so the service like, like how big is that? Um <laughs> It is. It's so currently the restaurant that we have and bar uh, is sixteen hundred square feet. Wow. The new restaurant and bar, Harold, I, he's our senior project manager. I want to make sure I get this right. Is about seventy five, seventy five hundred, huh? Forty eight hundred. There you go. Forty eight hundred. So I was off. Forty eight hundred square feet, which is huge. So our max capacity in here is ninety seven people. We'll have three fifty plus. Easily there, and then on the outdoor patio is a hundred to hundred and fifty, something crazy like that. Um, and it's a gastro pub. Initially, it was uh, we were going to do like a sports bar, mm. and then uh, we've got a, a ton of members, and it continues to grow. We've just kind of graduated to the next level. It's just being agile enough, you know. Just like I was telling you when we start when we started the business, we really it was Takema bought some land up there, one hundred and sixty acres, and it had a couple cabins and a lodge and a bunkhouse that we redid and really kind of redid the whole area and then added shooting ranges. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of spilled over into, hey, what about doing a shooting range in Omaha because of the classes that we were offering? It's an hour drive up and an hour back and wanted to do bite-sized classes. He was putting together a course of three or four hours, and you're not going to get people to drive up there for a four-hour class, an hour up, hour back, and they're half their weekend is shot. So this kind of came about, and then it was a, what about a restaurant? We continue to add all these. How about a rappelling tower, a 70-foot rappelling tower? <laughs> I did We're like, ooh, that'd be cool, you know? So it's really, uh, the restaurant is is graduating to the next level uh, just because our clientele is just, we're, we're widening things. Initially, it was very, wouldn't you say, Trevor, is very militaristic or law enforcement, tactical, right? Yeah. So high speed, but the problem is, it doesn't appeal to everybody. Mm-hmm. And we realize the importance of appealing to more people because it means more revenue. Right. So if we can appeal to families, then we can really kind of get everybody from every every mm-hmm. section. So when's the go-karts going in? It's funny you say that because I just was <laughs> looking at, uh, we met with a company the other day that does these go-kart ranches, uh, these build-outs. And I remember looking at it yesterday online. I was like, that's pretty cool. 
<laughs> Don't suggest it. Yeah. We'll have a Ferris wheel next. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> now, Ferris wheel. But that's what cool. our customers want. Yeah. We'll give them a we'll Ferris wheel. We'll know. do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Well, so if uh, people are listening to this, what's and they're not in the Omaha area, what's the best way to find? I assume you got social media, website. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Trevor, you want to answer? I've been well, yapping I, the whole time. Uh, Facebook is probably the go-to for us yeah. right now as far as social media. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, if they visit Omaha for any reason, you know, we're, uh, we're one of the prime locations to come visit that people suggest for entertainment just to walk in and check the place out. Awesome. So, And then so with that being said, um, you said you're a lot of membership base. So if somebody is out of town, not a member, mm-hmm. what kind of things can they come experience here? Well, they, they get access to the world of the general public downstairs. Okay. So the, the public can walk in and they've got access to the store, the retail portion. They can shoot on the lanes downstairs. Um, okay. But then to get upstairs where there are exclusive lanes, VIP lanes, and there's the restaurant and the bar, they would have to be invited mm-hmm. by a member or become a member. Okay. So. Awesome. And there's some different, you know, memberships downstairs. So we're over to the general public. Then we have kind of, kind of some basic, like a, a gym membership. So okay. you get some discounts, smaller discounts on classes, on lane time, on merchandise and apparel. But then if you really want to move up to the next level, our top top membership is $200 a month for an individual mm-hmm. or $250 for a family. Now that may sound steep. However, we have a full fitness, uh, environmentally designed. I mean, it's beautiful. The gym is by far, and I'm not saying this because I'm biased. It's one of the coolest gyms I've ever seen. Um, we've got a lot of the uh, perfect, uh, equipment that fits every demographic. Um, but so you get any gym membership, you can cancel your gym membership, and then you're getting what's called cost plus on all items. So we take away the margin. So you're literally paying costs on guns, ammo, food, uh, top shelf alcohol. If you remember upstairs, all that good stuff. That's so it, that's probably a hell of a deal. It is a hell of a deal. It's a great deal. And wow. then of course you can always come up and take uh, you know, multi-day or single day classes in uh, <clears throat> awesome. Tacoma or here. So the training's always available no matter where people live. And you get access to the outdoor range too. That's part of the membership as well. So mm-hmm. we'll have open range days mm-hmm. in Tacoma. So if you want to go out there, we have a 35 yard, 100, 250, 350, 425 is our max. You can go up there. We have survival courses. You can partake in all those activities too. That's awesome. all kind of part of the membership, but it is a heavily discounted rate. Sweet. Yeah. Well, that sounds great. I think, uh, you know, if the internet ever breaks one day, everybody should probably be here before then so they can figure out how to survive. Probably a good idea. <laughs> So I would say the best way is visit us online, 88tactical.com. Check out what we have. We've got images. We've got videos. So it really kind of gives you some insight as to what we offer, which is uh, quite unique. And then uh, Instagram, Facebook, we're on LinkedIn. Uh, We do corporate events, do all kinds of fun stuff. And the other locations? Uh, Salt Lake City, Kansas City, uh, Scottsdale, Tampa, Florida. We've got about 16 to 20 different locations. And they're not quite open yet or they're, they're not. So we're in the midst of working on the architectural design right now and permitting, uh, for Salt Lake city and also for Kansas city. So we're, we're moving toward those, those, uh, buildings being completed at some point here. That sounds good. The next three months, right? Harold. (laughs) He just laughs. Yeah. He's a, (laughs) Oh, yeah. And I, I imagine with uh, you Harold's know. last day is today. I don't know if you guys knew that. <laughs> Good. <definitely. laughs> and is the uh, so, you know, inflation and construction costs, I suppose that's has that put you off kilter a little bit? And Yeah. I mean, that was one thing that we were talking about earlier today, you know, with the uh, 
with the style, I don't know, what did you call it, Harold? I guess at our level of build, um, you know, of finishes, Mm -hmm. those finishes are quite a bit more expensive than just your standard finishes. And the price just continues to go up. The construction costs, uh, labor costs. So, I mean, that's not going down. So, yeah, it's it's harmful. That's for sure. Doesn't help. All right. Well, I think that's a, man, I, I, Makes you want to go shoot something, right? I'm, yeah, I'm you want to go shoot something? <laughs> we get some guns, Randy, and go. This is, break, Randy. this is break the window out, get a suppressed weapon, and oh, that, I'm sorry, that's what people. <laughs> that's what people think we do around here, right? Like, it's crazy. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh my god. Well, if you want, about, Randy can take you out on the range. Yeah, he's got some experience. I definitely want to get a little tour, and we'll we'll put some B roll in there. So. Yeah. We're yeah, very good, responsible. Good, good. We'll make sure okay. you know you're safe and yeah. we follow the. Plan. Yeah, maybe okay. not Randy then. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Harold, you up to it? You've never shot before. Go with Harold. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a little bit safer than Randy. <laughs> I'm kidding. Randy knows what he's doing. That's awesome. All right. <clears throat> Bow and arrow. Edit that part out. He's crazy. I told you he's nuts. <laughs> Now you have to cut that part out. (laughs) Hey, Riley here. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Make and Move podcast. For more content, check us out on all major social media platforms and makeamovepodcast.com. Until next time, get off your butt and make a move.